Hey, hey, this is Punk Journalism. My name is Chance, and today I'm joined by my friends Eli and Nick. How you guys doing, my friends? Doing good. Doing good. Pretty good. good. Today we're going to be talking about gun culture. Before we get into that, just uh, want to remind you where you can find us. The website is punk-journalism.com, where you can find all the content to date that we've done, blogs and podcasts. Facebook.com slash punkjournalism. Twitter.com slash punk journalism and I'm even on the Instagrams now. I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty savvy You're on there connected. now. Have you noticed? Doing good. Doing good. Yeah. I've yeah. noticed. Yeah. yeah. You were technologically I'm, connected. Well, I'm techno- technologically connected or am I just hip with the rest of the kids? Oh, you're a hipster. Yeah, I don't know, but I don't think being on Instagram quite classifies you as a hipster. Okay. Well, I'm working. Well, we know none of your content uh, contains pornographic material. It does. If it's on Instagram, it doesn't. No, that's Imager, right? Imager got rid of all their pornographic. Oh man, you got me excited for a sec. I can start putting my own (laughs) pornographic material up on Instagram. Oh well, (sighs) probably actually, probably on Instagram. I have to use that other computer that's out there. I don't use that technological stuff. That that other computer we already discussed has a special purpose. I've had it since 2009, and it keeps on on, uh, keeps on, you know, chugging along. (laughs) <laughs> I'd say keeps on trucking, but the, uh, keeps you chucking along. <laughs> uh, so, guys, I wanted to tell you a story real quick before we got into this topic. I was um, this happened to me recently. I was actually getting gas, and there was a guy in front of me. He was filling up, got gas all like it overflowed out of his tank and got all over his arm. I've never seen that happen before. Me neither. So this guy, he gets in his car, and I see him light a cigarette as he's going down the road, right? And from where, like, I'm behind him, from where I am in the road, I can see his fucking arm lights on fire. No way. He's waving it around out the window and stuff, trying to put it out. Cop sees it, pulls him over, pats him down like he's good. And I get out, I'm like, is this, you know, is everything okay? Is there anything I can do to help? And he's like, no, I just gave him a ticket. And I'm like, you gave him a ticket? And he's like, yeah, he was waving around a firearm. He's <laughs> such a douche. <laughs> It's a good joke. Gasoline explosions are a serious thing, Chance. I am offended by you making light of this. When I was a, when I was a kid, I had a friend who smoked like when we were thirteen, mm-hmm. and we would always go to the local gas station, local Seven Eleven, to you know, pick up candy, Slurpees, whatever. And this dude, when he would wait for me, like when he'd get all his stuff and wait for me, he would go over by like the gas pumps just because kind of on the way home, you know, like you kind of we cut through it, and he'd be smoking. I'm like, you know, you shouldn't do that. He's like, ah, oh, it's a myth. I'm like, okay, well, you know, science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a myth. I Actually, I know it's a myth to not leave your car running or whatever. Yeah, that's a myth. Yeah. They, they proved that on Mythbusters. That's good to know. Yeah, because yeah. I always leave my car running now. I've done it a couple times by accident, and I've always like, oh, I hope I didn't just like, ruin my car. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that the fear, they say that like static electricity could go through and blow you up. I think that that's maybe. Did they, the, did they I do don't the know. thing where they tried to prove it? Yeah, like where they after right. they, like, they trying realized, to blow each other trying up. to blow each other mm-hmm. up. Yeah, okay. that show is so good. Yeah, it is a good show. All right, guys. So it's this is like again like a lot of the stuff we talk about. It's kind of just like you don't even know where to start, like where to dig into it first. But I mean, unless you guys have an idea where to start, did you look at the blog that I wrote? I don't know if you guys got a chance to. I, I kind of read what you write. Well, you, it, it uh, might it might taint my. Viewpoint. No, you said taint. (laughs) But uh, uh, I don't know. So basically, where I was coming from with that is that I think that I made it very, very clear at the at the beginning that I'm not against you know gun rights. Um, I'm a pro Second Amendment person, but I think that 
I think the Second Amendment folks do get a bad name from from certain individuals who, um, I guess, make it. I, I use an example of a, of somebody that I was associated with and tries to be as masculine as possible and and basically a gun is an extension of his tiny dick. I don't I don't and, and that's the thing is like I know what you're talking about about the perception, but I don't I don't feel like owning a gun is a masculine thing. I'm actually more girl. I know more girls who are firearm enthusiasts than I know guys, but I know what you're saying. Sorry. Well, I mean, if you even talk to a lot of girls, like they, they feel like power from it. Yeah. And, and I think that that is maybe part of the masculine aspect of it. Just like, I did this know, guy laugh, happen to own a truck? Some, if you see, if you saw this guy, you would know exactly what I'm talking about. Like yeah. he's just dripping, oozing with insecurity. Yeah. Like I could show you his Facebook sometime, and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, that guy definitely has a small dick." <laughs> or I can judge it. I got dick radar, you know, yeah. dick size radar. Okay. That's a big one coming up. But uh, like, yeah. So I mean, not only that, like, yeah, does it gives? I think it gives pro Second Amendment folks a bad name. But it also, I think, you know, I think that we need to get into also talking about is there an excess of guns in this country? Are, are the gun regulations too loose? Do we need to look at more regulation? Uh, what, you know, what's contributing to, to gun violence or mass shootings in this country? And does that possibly go back to this stigma that's associated with guns and gun ownership? So... That's kind of where I was going with that. That's what I was, I was hoping we could look at. So, you know, do you guys I, have any, 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 where you want to start? Um, you know, I'd like to talk about what you brought up with, with women feeling powerful. And I think that this is actually a good thing. And I, I don't think it's like a power trip. So, we all know that, that women in general are, are physically weaker than men, right? Like men can overpower women generally, mm -hmm. right? Unless, you know, of course, there's, you know, unless you're me, <laughs> unless you're Chance, right. or unless the the gal in in question, you know, goes to the gym constantly and work out and is getting in, is in, and is getting in, in incredibly good shape. So I feel that it's not necessarily like a power trip, but it's more like owning a firearm. It's a security thing because you're on a level playing ground with an assailant. You know, someone my size could go up to uh, a female who's you know Chance's size. And she is on even ground if she's carrying a firearm, right? She can defend herself. She has that security. And I think with security comes, you know, comes a, a sense of, of feeling power because you feel, you know, self-empowered. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with that, that they, they have a power trip. But it, and it might be because of that, because then it's like, OK, it's an even playing field. If harm was to befall me, I know that I can take this person down. I mean, like, I think that <clears throat> what you're speaking about right now is like just general motivations for owning a gun. Oh, like, okay. I think, like, I, I don't, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, I'm, I, you know, there certainly are more than one motivation to own a firearm, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. But, like, I think one of the key motivations, which is a statistic that you probably saw as well, is that people self-report feeling that they have more confidence or that they're better able to control, you know, situations, potentially violent situations yeah, if they own absolutely. a firearm. So that's more of it's a like, practical Yeah, like a practical, like, like right. I, would, I would argue that is probably a top motivator regardless of gender. Good like, point. I, I mean, not to like say that what, what you're not to discredit what you're saying. No, I agree. Like, I agree with what you're saying. You're yeah. saying is that, that in, in that like a case, good, looking at it like that, yeah. it, the, the, the gender doesn't matter. The sex doesn't matter. 
every individual would feel I'm on this. Or lots I, of lots of individuals. Pr- that's a that's probably yeah. a primary motivation for lots of individuals. And with that, with the talking about the different motivations, chance maybe that's kind of what you're talking about about some people giving gun culture a bad name is their motivation is the penis extension. You know. Well, and you know, and I, gosh, I don't want to shoot myself in the foot too much or shit in my own backyard, but like. I, I know I've been around a great many of people who the way that they talk about guns, the way that they they go back and forth about it, it seems like it's – I just don't get it. And maybe that's my problem that it's just a hobby that I don't understand. Like I think it sounds boring. Like just like listening to people sit around talking about guns and – and fucking fantasy football. Like I it all, it's P90 all, X carriers. it's like, just like all, I don't know. It, 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 it's not something that I connect to. So I kind of, I definitely see it as something that I think it's boring personally. Like to, I, I have to qualify a couple times or I think once a year, no, twice a year now, I think. And I, I it's fine that when I do it, but otherwise I don't really sense the enjoyment out of it. I personally don't have any problems with my masculinity. And I think that what a lot of it goes back to is I do, and I think that you're going to disagree with me, and that's, that's great. I do think that there's a problem with toxic masculinity in this country. And I think that there is a lot of pressure put on men to, or a lot of men to be as masculine as possible. And I think that this is something that, that relates to that where guys feel like this is a tool or an object that they can hide behind or use to make them, or at least appear to be more masculine. There's a, in that blog that I did write, if you anybody wants to go back to it, it's called A, a Small Man and His Gun. They, I cited a, uh, a book called Gun Violence in Public Life from sociologists and masculinity experts, Michael Kimmel and Cliff Leak, one of whom I couldn't tell you uh, between the two right now, but is a professor at University of Northern Colorado, just down the road here in town. So that would be really awesome to maybe reach out to him at some point and, and try yeah. to get him to converse with us. Yeah. But uh, they write, quote, not only do traditional notions of masculinity prevent men from seeking counseling or other forms of help that they need, help which may prevent these mass shootings, but violence is also inoculated as more of a masculine alternative than seeking help. Um. Then I also, I wrote, to further reinforce this notion, according to the American Psychological Association, men are less likely than women to seek mental health care for depression, substance abuse, and stress. Parallel to this, men are also three times more likely to women to own a gun. This is according to a 2017 uh, survey from the Pew Research Center. So I do think that men are, like, we get a... I don't know. We don't get enough credit for kind of the, a lot of the shit that we deal with a lot of times. Like there's a lot of expectations on us. There's a lot of expectations to not show emotion. The only emotion that we're really ever expected to show is anger. And uh, do you mean expected or expected or it's not surprising when yeah. when that's the emotion that we exhibit um, whenever a man is shows sadness or cries or is emotional in any other way. It's kind of like, ooh, that's kind of weird, you know, like, and even like my father, like my dad is a rock, like, so is mine. not to say, I think maybe it's that generation of men, baby boomers, mm-hmm. but like my dad, you, you always up to this day, you count on him like to be, if everybody else is losing their shit, like he's going to be the one that's like stern and, and, and solemn. Is, and is that a good thing? Well, you know, and he's had one heart attack and a triple bypass surgery, so I don't think it is necessarily, um, you know, and I even remember like a couple months ago, a coworker is about the same age, 
just hit the floor and died of a heart attack right in front of my dad. And my dad was holding his hand the whole time, like trying to keep him come around. And, and I, I felt bad immediately after I had this thought, I was like, Oh, but it's dad. He'll be fine. And it's like, no, like that's right. You know, but like, that's, that's always been what I've been used to is my dad always will be okay. And like, he's, Mm -hmm. he's very, what sort of look stoic and, you know, but like he needs to talk about that. He needs to get that out. Um, so I think sometimes maybe as it alludes to in, in this article, in this uh, research article is that maybe a lot of these mass shootings occur and it's always the same demographic. It's always men between a certain age range, white guys that for one reason or another lose their shit. Mm -hmm. And I think that there is a stigma of men not, um, expressing themselves enough. And Nick, like your background is in mental health and and depression and especially suicidal ideations like do you have any thoughts on that or yeah i mean absolutely i mean even when i worked i worked at a community mental health center before i went back to school um yeah i mean it's just it's just one of the things that you just generally know that men are less likely to seek help and there are even like some really cool organizations out there right now who are kind of trying to specialize just in like getting men to talk it's because it's it's just one of those areas that for some reason it's it's a culture thing. Like men are expected to be the rock; they're expected to like hold it together. Um, yeah, so I'd say tying that back to toxic masculinity. Yeah, the the reason people feel like they need to be masculine is for the same reason they feel like they can't talk. You know, they can't talk about stress. They can't talk about you know mental health and stuff like that. Um, that being said. I think mass shootings are really complex. Um, so I like I really don't I, I don't think that improving mental health and getting peop getting men to talk more is going to completely change. I concur. The fact that like mass shootings will or won't occur. Will it have a positive impact? Probably. Right. Like like probably. But there's this is a multifaceted uh, negative you know, reoccurring event. Like there are many motivations for why people are doing what they're doing. So I don't think that this alone is, is the answer. No, However, it's still something to, to pursue because it, it is something it's that it's a good, it's a good and it could have a positive impact. I just don't know for sure what that impact would be. Yeah. So, it's, it's, I think it's, I think what you're trying to say, Nick, is it's one of those things where having programs like, like, like a program for, or, or trying to encourage on a societal level men to open up or, or men to be able to vent or, or whatever it is, that's your, your field, not mine. There is no bad that could come from it. The only possible outcomes, although we don't know the specifics of what they could be, would be good. So it would be worth doing. Right. And I, and I, I agree. And with that. I also want yeah. to be clear too. like, I'm not like a therapist or anything like that or a counselor or anything like that. I worked in a marketing department at a community <laughs> mental health center. So yeah, like, but I wrote a lot about you experience. You experience right. being around. Right. That right. I just want to make that clear. Like, but I, your research has also been right. Pretty my, heavily based in mental health. Though, yeah. Right? Yeah. Certainly. Uh, when I was getting my master's degree, my research was all based in like mental health and how people talk to each other online and, and stuff like that. How mm. people displayed suicidal ideations and, and that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I do have some some certainly some knowledge of it, but I just wanted to be clear that I'm not like a therapist or yeah. anything. Sure, no, yeah. that's cool, man. Right. Um, I don't, I don't think I feel like we have to define toxic masculinity because we've yeah. we've been we've we said also that have word. to define mental health, like we've, in reality. 
like everyone blames everything on men. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 that's fine, dude. Go, <laughs> no, uh, dude, I like, do it all the time. Take, so go ahead. When I, one thing I've noticed, I did this huge um, data poll the other day after um, what was the mass shooting that just happened in California at that at that um, at that bar at that country bar was what was uh, that one called? No, no, there's so many of them. There's so yeah. I feel of, bad. I yeah. can't. I'm not. I, you I want me bad. to look it up? If, yeah, if you could. Um, but I did like a huge data poll on Twitter to see, um, you know, what people were talking about and, and, and that kind of stuff. And mental health was certainly one of the more prominent things that were, were analyzed in that text. And the thing is, is like people just throw it around. Like, we need better mental health. Well, it's like, well, was that person clinically anything? Were they clinically depressed? Were they Or were they just stressed out? Because like, what is mental we can't just keep saying it's like the people who are. It's just a blanket. We're yeah, gonna buzzword sort of. it. Yeah, and exactly. It has no meaning. Exactly. So it was. It was. Uh, I think this is one you're referring to on November eighth. At it was in Thousand Oaks, California, at the Borderlands Bar and Grill. Yep, that's that is what I'm talking about. Right. Yep. Is that the one where one of the deputies was killed? I don't know. Where the sheriff sure. is that the one where the sheriff's deputy was killed? And I then believe so. The guy. The guy had 15 seconds of free reign. Yeah. Shit. All right. So. This definition of toxic masculinity, it comes from a research article from uh, the researcher is William Ming Liu. The article, if you want to look it up, it's called How Trump's Toxic Masculinity is Bad for Other Men. It states that uh, important features of, or let me, da, 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 Scholars have used the term toxic masculinity to refer to stereotypically masculine gender roles that restrict the kinds of emotions allowable for boys and men to express, including social expectations that men seek to be dominant or the alpha male and limit their emotional range primarily to expressions of anger. So that's kind of like what I narrowed it down to right, before. Yeah. I was like, um, yeah, so... To, to me, that's not... When I think of someone who's, who has toxic masculinity, that's not really what I think. I think that's just a douchebag. Like I think, well, they might be one and the same, though. I believe, (laughs) I believe, toxic masculinity is the guy that has the small penis and he has something to prove. You know what I'm saying? The 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 male who's not content in his world because he feels that he has this role that he has to fulfill that he cannot fill because of physical or mental constraints on him as an individual. Mm -hmm. So I feel that the guy who buys the giant truck with the dualies with the extended cab bed and stuff and never and the balls uses hanging it. back on and the, the balls hitch. on the back of the thing right that 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 guy who has something to prove to the point to where it's almost toxic to society you know what i'm saying like their actions uh they they, they get violent because they f- they feel they have to be you yeah. know what i'm saying or they 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 feel like they have something to prove like when you go you don't want to because they feel you, like their masculinity you, is being threatened yes because you, you, they're not secure right. in their masculinity because they were never like raised or given the security of you know your your body and stuff is just your body it's what's in your mind that matters they were never told that they, so they, they feel there's this really they, they they're they go extreme and they feel there's this real real masculine image that they have to so to it's give the kind to save of their manhood it's the kind of person that would call me a faggot because i like to comb my hair Yes, yes. And what it is is, see, what that shows is that they themselves are insecure and they're trying to, they're being toxic in their masculinity to try to prove, oh, I'm masculine. And to me, men who are toxically masculine are like the most non-masculine men. Like, remember how we we talked about our dads, right? Like, you were like, he's very stoic. He's in control. And I always have this reliability of, it's my dad. He'll be okay. That is 
that and, and it might not be healthy or, or, or whatever, but that is masculinity. That is a man, someone who are you like, I can rely on him. So he's, he's this, this kind of person. He held this guy's. See, you didn't even, you didn't even talk about like the, the, the more intimate parts of your story. He held this guy's hand while he was dying. Does that seem more masculine or more feminine that's to you? That's in touch with your feminine side. Yeah. Certainly. That's actually, to me, that's a man. Yeah. Like, that's a man who knows when he has to do these things. And toxic masculinity gives gives these men a bad name because they're out to prove something. Right. Well, and it's know? kind of funny because you just mentioned a little bit ago that you see it as the opposite of masculine. And a lot of times where my mind goes when I encounter people like this is like, they might be closeted homosexuals. Well, and I'm not saying I'm <laughs> like, not saying the opposite of masculine is feminine. Okay, I'm saying I'm, that I, it's it's the the counter opposite to 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 what a good man. Well, is. and that's not necessarily where I was going with that. What I meant was they they're proving so hard that there's something they're not. Yeah, but they might actually be. They're just terrified of that terrified aspect of, of them that is really inside. You know, it, it's it's one of the reasons why I like hate the bar culture. And it's not like I hate everyone at the bar, but you'll you always have that group of of, of men or yeah. even women sometimes. But we'll get into that later. Peacocking. That they come in and they just like, "What's up, bitches?" You know, like, "Oh, hey, look at these hoes!" And it's like you're disrespecting this woman to try and gain social clout right. among your circle of friends, saying, "I can do this and get away with it." Pickup artists. Or I hate the I hate it when like I, I we knew these guys I'm not gonna give names but we'd be playing Halo this is back in like 2003 2004 and like it'd be a bunch of us and be hanging out we'd be having this really good time and someone some dude would walk into the house and just be like what's up faggots and it's like it's not like oh he used the word faggot it's what, do what you, are you compensating why are you for? yeah why yeah. are you calling us why are you why are you using a pejorative against us. Like, are you trying to prove something? Like, do you, do I need to get up and just be like, hey, I'm bigger than you and I'm going to kick your ass now? Cause you, or, or are you trying to say, I have a little bit of dominance over you because you'll let me say this. Yeah. And that's toxic masculinity. Yeah. You it know? reminds yeah. me of there was this time. That's not masculinity. That's toxic. Yeah, it's what like what you're trying that... to. Pr- where I like I like what you just said at the end. I think that resonated with me really well. Like, it's like it's the reason for why they are doing something is to become dominant over over Whatever. someone else. Right. Yeah. You know, a group of people or one person. So yeah, I think it's like yeah, that display of like intense masculinity to the point of like you're cuz you for the purpose of trying to be dominant. Yeah. What? And it, and that's the 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 ball hitch on the trucks or the big yeah. truck. And you know what's yeah. funny about these trucks? If you look at them with the ones with like the balls and stuff and and we've noticed this cuz we've actually commented about it and like I've noticed it. And I'm not saying it's a statistic or every every case, but those trucks are pristine. Right, it's yeah. not like they're doing well, think, work like, with them trucks. All that kind of stuff. Like some people just really find it funny, or like they just really like their trucks. Like yeah. I come from small town Wisconsin. Like I know a lot of people who drove trucks, and like I don't think they were necessarily trying to be masculine. When it they was put, just funny among their like, friends. Yeah, like they just thought it was funny or whatever. Maybe they were trying to be masculine. I don't know. But or, to go, yeah, there's different, there's different scopes to it. Right. I, I, yeah, I, I give you that. To go back to what you're trying to say about exerting your dominance. Like I remember this was going on 10 years ago because I remember we had just come from seeing the movie Bruno and um, if you remember at the end of that movie he uh, puts on this persona called Straight Dave where Bruno is, a, is very very homosexual but he's trying to be as straight as possible mm-hmm. so he like he's like he he's, he uh, puts on this uh, like MMA cage fight in this like little <laughs> podunk and this is all like real and he's the only one that's in on the joke but everybody else in that town right, thinks right. it's a real thing it's a small little hick town and he's, you know, so he uh, he looks like he dresses up kind of like Ted Nugent or something. And he's like, hey, I'm straight Dave. And are you guys ready to like see some some like, you know, crazy shit? And 
So um, his lover comes out of the crowd and he likes, they lock eyes and he's like, he can't help himself and he makes out with them. And then they, everybody in the crowd starts throwing chairs and get like, this one dude is like in tears. And I was, when I saw it, I just laughed it off. I'm like, ah, that's funny, whatever. But then Megan and I, my ex-wife, we went to, there was a friend of hers that wanted us to meet her at this like little like podunk bar in town, which I don't frequent normally, but we go. And, um, the thing about me is like I've always just kind of been like I kind of like to take care of my, my the way I look I guess I don't yeah, know dude. more than maybe some guys and so we we're sitting down and we're just minding our own business and this girl comes over to us and she's like are you are you a fag and I'm like what excuse me she's like well my boyfriend uh he was saying that he thinks you're gay like are you gay the fuck and I'm like and my my ex-wife pipes up and she's like I can assure you that he's not he's not gay and like the first thing that came to my mind was like, why does he want to date me? Or if I said yes, <laughs> would he beat me up? Or like, right. what's you what? Know, you know what's funny? I got a story just with that. Can I? Yeah. So we went yeah. to a, a, a country western bar because my brother had a show there, and he's a blues band. Okay, and my brother's heavily involved with the blues dancing scene in Colorado. Okay, so they have this gig, and this place has an amazing dance floor. Okay, because I'm assuming they have to have a room for the line dancing, stuff like that. Well, so all of these dancers come to this gig, right? And they're, we're talking about professional, like competitive swing dancers, ballroom dancers, all these, all these dancers, right? So they're playing a song, and there's this kid, and I can't remember his name. I totally, I totally, because he has a YouTube channel and everything. And he was dancing very, uh, what is that, interpretively, okay? Mm -hmm. And the people, uh, I was just watching because I don't dance. And there's, there was these, these, we'll call them hicks, whatever. I mean, they were, they were all right people, right? But one of them was like, Small hey, time folks. look at the guy with the scarf. He's got to be gay. And I knew the guy because I'd met him through the, the whole dancing scene. And this guy w was very smooth with women. And he's a very cool, really chill, really respectful individual. And so he's like sitting there and, and, she, and his girlfriend's just like, well, I don't know. And, and then they're talking and, and he's making fun of him as this guy's dancing and he was wearing a scarf. So he said the guy with the scarf. Right. And so they changed their they changed the song to a more kind of fast paced song. And the guy's like, why don't you go ask him if he'll dance and then we'll see if he's gay. Well, you know, we'll, we'll see if he's a faggot, mm -hmm. you know. And so she's like, OK. And so. She went and they danced and this guy was doing all these awesome blues moves with her, right? You know, because he knows how to lead so that, you know, someone who doesn't know how to dance can do all the moves. And it was so funny because she sat down like after dancing with him and just looked at her boyfriend and said, he's not gay. <laughs> and it's so funny because here's this guy seeing something that he's not used to right. or, or has this stereotype and thing. With. And the thing is, I personally, and then so he was like, he's like, well, I don't know, I think. And so then I decided to chime in as like, Dude, that man's been with more women than you can than you know the first name of. Well, like, like, yeah, you know, like you, you just basically what you did is you just said, oh, hey, here's this guy who's really, you know, because because dancing is very intimate. And you basically just because of your ignorance told your girlfriend, oh, hey, you should go into this guy's domain and tell me if he's getting it's just like and I mean, you should have seen the look on her face. It, it was more like. I want to go home with that guy. Yeah. than oh, he's gay. <laughs> and I'm just like, you fool. And what that's what you, you get. I was just going to say, like. I mean, it's 2019, like, the fact that, like, like that's even, like, a thing where, like, we need to, like, f go and poke at whether or not someone's gay right, or yeah. not. Like, like, it's just, like, why the, f like... Why the hell do you care? Like, A, why do you care? And, and B, like, 
I mean, are you living under a rock? Yeah. Like, nobody gives yeah. a shit anymore. Well, you'd be surprised. It's not 1996, bro. I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> dude, be gay, be loud and proud. Like, nobody fucking, like... I you would like to think that it's well, not, that's not even an issue anymore, right. you know? You, I know you would like to think that, and I should correct myself, because I know in some places it definitely is an issue. And, I yeah, I got to watch myself, too, because so, it's it, it, not everywhere is as liberal as Colorado. Well, here's here's the other thing, too, is that... The ironic part of this whole thing was that this guy, and, and, and the reason why, and, and I know this because I just, Chance knows me, I, I've observed people, I know a lot of people, I kind of can see behavior patterns. This guy is such a boring person. He would, And I mean, I would listen to their conversation all night. This guy was had nothing to talk about, nothing interesting to talk about, that he was using a pejorative, he was trying to, to make... That's Something how he was to, trying to make conversation. That's how he was trying to make <laughs> yeah. conversation. So it had nothing to do. I don't think it really actually had anything to do with like, I hate him if he is. Because yeah. you know, he told his girlfriend sure. to go dance with him. But it was just a, oh, I need something to talk about because my life is that yeah. boring. Yeah, I get And I, he used it I, as a talking point. And it's like, that's what I would see if I was sitting with this guy at this table. And he's like, oh, I wonder if he's gay. It's like, and it's like you said, who cares? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, along with that, I used to work with a guy that was pretty, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to look for the the best words to use. Sometimes he had a uh, small town attitude, and uh, I remember one time he's like, "Yeah, my girlfriend and I were in the airport, and I saw this guy with skinny jeans, and I just leaned over my girlfriend. And I'm like, do you think he's gay?' And she's like, "Yeah, definitely." And again, it's like, why the fuck does it matter? <laughs> the same guy. I remember we went off off site one time to have lunch, and a lot of times it'll happen where it's like, I f- are we at the fucking zoo or something? Like, are because they'll see people like i remember there was a guy that had like a a bleach stripe down the middle and they're like look at that guy he's a fucking freak it's like do you never leave the house like well like are we why does everyone want to always look the same right like yeah it's like fun to look a little bit unique yeah. That's pro- this is all beside the point because we're supposed to be talking about gun culture. well i think well, the, we're talking about to- to- toxic masculinity yeah. okay. and right, that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. important because no, I, yeah, I mean, it's it is it, it's. Uh, I was even just thinking about this. Like, we could even relabel this episode as like guns and toxic masculinity. Or we should actually just but. call it toxic masculinity. Yeah, doc, you know, colon gun uh, gun culture. But right. I, I think this is actually really important, though. For it's it's a good pre episode, kind of like what we did with with Kaepernick and then nationalism. Um, the problem the problem becomes toxic. I'll mm-hmm. kind of take us try to take us back on topic here. So the reason why the mass, the toxic part is what comes into play. Like I think a lot of people, and that's why I kind of want to hear what you guys thought about what toxic ma- toxic masculinity is. I don't think there's any problem with someone being masculine. And I, but here's my thing: is I was always taught that the man, when when you're confronted in a bar, right, or or you're confronted with a fight, the man talks, the man walks, and the man runs, and then the man fights. And I feel like a lot of people because they have something to prove because they're toxic they just go right to fighting or they even go out and seek violence but i was always taught that the masculine thing to do was to use your mind and your personality to diffuse those type of situations Mm -hmm. so to me that's what masculinity is and toxic masculinity is when people it's kind of like what i was talking i've been talking about in almost all of our podcasts where they just kind of read the title of the book and then they just throw the book away they don't see the the reason behind things so when i i fear that our culture when they hear toxic masculinity they think that masculinity is toxic instead of toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. yeah i I, that that's a fear of mine because I think masculinity is important, but 
masculinity is the selfless acts. Masculinity is the person who can be an emotional rock in times of distress for their family. Masculinity, you know, and I'm not saying that you don't have it yourself, but you can right. be there for people, you know. Masculinity is the person who when, for example, to me this is masculine, and this has to do with violence, okay? Masculinity, there was, there was this episode, when I was a kid, there was this episode of Roseanne that was on. And in this episode, Roseanne's sister's husband beat her up. And I, I don't really remember a lot of the episode, but I remember that um, in, 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 in the show, Dan, her, Roseanne's husband, right? He's kind of the, the lovable giant, right? Mm -hmm. John um, Goodman. John, yeah, it's yeah. John Goodman. I, I think it was basically kind of his breakout role, really. I mean, yeah. everyone knows yeah, him from Yeah, I think so, yeah. And he did not like his sister-in-law. Like, he did mm -hmm. not like her at all. And she'd right. always come in, and that was always a comedy, was she would say something, and, and she would say something, you know, well, Dan, you better get a better job. And he's just like, who's paying your bills, right? Like, but there was no real, like, love there. Well, she comes in with a black eye, and he just looks... With a looks, black eye? She, with a black, oh, black eye. eye. Okay. And he just looks at her, and he looks at his wife, and his wife's like, don't do it, Dan. And he takes his coat, and he leaves the house. And he goes over to this guy's house and he beats the shit out of him because he hit a woman. So don't get me wrong. In 2019, you call the police, you do that, although don't call the police on yourself ever because you'll, you will be the one going to jail. But you see what I'm saying? Like a woman was in distress and, and, and her sister is extremely meek. She's extremely thin. You know, she's, mm -hmm. she's Roseanne's all big and, and chunky and stuff, but she's, she's defenseless basically. And so he does what the masculine thing is, and he goes over and he beats the crap out of him. I mean, I don't have any problem with someone getting something they deserve, regardless of if it's a man who is taking care of it, or if it's the police taking care of it, or if it's a right. woman taking care of it. Like, I don't have a problem with... I'm not necessarily an eye for an eye kind of guy, but at the same time, like, I don't have a problem with seeing some dirtbag and... Yeah, it would so, to him. Yeah. I mean... I always saw, I don't know why that episode always stuck out in me. And it's funny because it was a very serious episode in a sitcom. And the thing is, is I imagine what if that was like my sister? What if that was, you know, uh, what if your ex-wife in, in a current relationship, someone hits her, right? You know, you have that emotion, you have that feeling. And I don't, I'm not saying act on it at all. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying there's, there's nothing toxic about that emotion, that immediate I need to go kick his ass. Now you should exhibit self-control in it, but having that, what I would say is the anger and the rage they talk about, mm -hmm. having that deep down means that you are passionate and you care and you shouldn't snuff that out. You should control it and channel it. There's also, I was thinking about what the role of control plays in all of this too, because can we go ahead and label every, every kid in high school toxically masculine because they can't control their emotions as well because you're going through puberty. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of a dick in high school. Oh, I could Like, I wasn't, like, super... <laughs> like, I was, like, super mean to people or anything, but, like, yeah, like, I was, like, the kind of guy where, like, if, if you really pissed me off, you know, maybe I would... I'd push you or something and get into it. Like I wasn't, I wasn't, that's someone, why you play hockey now to get your yeah. channel. Your, I wasn't your someone to shy away necessarily from conflict. Well, and like I, in looking back at some of the actions that I took, I'm thinking, wow, that was like the definition kind of like toxic masculinity, like trying to like prove yourself or something. And I'm like, that's so opposite of who I am now. So I'm thinking like, at what point did it click for me? And like, it was just really more about control and growing up, yeah, and you grew not, up not being immature. So, 
But you went through like, that phase. There, I don't think yeah, there's anything yeah. really wrong with. Don't get me wrong. Like if you beat up kid, you beat up a kid. That that was wrong. But if you learned from it and became a better person because of it, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say that that's that's wrong or that's toxic masculinity. That's you. That's you being a, a boy. That's you being having these hormones, being having an adolescent, this aggression. having difficulty expressing yourself. And, and I, I feel like uh, a problem with our society would be to say aggression is evil. We must, you know, we must repress aggression in men because then you have men who don't know how to deal with it, and it comes so natural to us. Violence, anger, these emotions, even rage, I would say, come natural to men. And maybe some of these guys who are or are the toxic male, they just never had the outlet for it. I want to quote, I I know we've been reading, you know, research articles and stuff, but this can all, I feel, be summed up by Tyler Durden. Okay. That we are a generation of men raised by women. We have aggression. We have anger. And if you look at at schools, for example, if you've done that in school these days, you're expelled. Matter of fact, you're expelled. The person that you attacked might be expelled, and mm-hmm. the people watching might be expelled. Yeah, there's lots of like zero tolerance. Um, in Loveland, in Loveland, there was a elementary school where there was a group of of kids who were in third grade, so that's what eight years old, and they were playing f- pretend war. I mean, I did that all the time. They're playing pretend war, and a kid threw a a fake grenade, an imaginary grenade. Okay, so he he imaginarily pulled a pin and threw it, and they expelled him. So my fear is that because we might say, oh, toxic masculinity, the, the aggression, like you were talking about, the phase you went through where you're like, you know what, I, I, I would be a more physical, more, aggra-. but then I learned, right? Yeah, mm. I, intelligence kicked in, you know, and I learned, okay, I can channel this through other things. This isn't right. Well, what would have happened if you never got the opportunity to vent that, if you never experienced that? And I think it's part of the human, like that's part of our social condition is, totally. is we have to learn that. That's why we have rules. That's why we have law. So we can take these emotions. We can take this, this natural urge to go and beat the living crap out of, you know, our, our friend's boyfriend that, that hit them and not do it and control that. I would say like, there's an, there's an issue with like, are you like when you do these, these things as a kid, are you rewarded or are you punished? And that's kind of where like the culture goes again. Like for example, one of the worst things I ever did was I got really pissed off when I was drunk in high school and I punched a hole in one of my friends' um, parents' house, one of their walls. It was like one of the you worst. That thing. guy. I was like, I was so humiliated. I was so embarrassed. My parents were actually really good friends with his parents. Um, we, I lived down the road from him. Um, and it was just like a really humiliating experience and I, I apologized profusely and like did everything I could to try to make a situation that you really can't be improved to try to improve it again. And like I was taught pretty well, like, Hey, don't be a dipshit. Like you fucked up really bad. We'll forgive you. But like, you know, you it broke, was humbling. We, yeah. Like yeah. you broke our trust and like, you can't be that guy. Yeah. And like, that is really one of the, memorable things that happened in my youth where I was like, okay, like I'm not some kid anymore. Like I can't just like get pissed off and do stuff. So, so like I was, I had an active, like someone actively had to like, to, to kind of like to teach be, me that. So and, here's the thing is first off, um, t- to answer your question about like, you know, do we punish it or do we reward it? What, what you just explained was someone whose opinion you value, someone you have respect for didn't punish or reward. They explained it to you. They sat down, they took the time, they said, this was wrong. And we know you're trying to, you know, get forgiven for it. 
mm-hmm. and we will because you know we're we're decent human beings. But what you did was wrong. Well, and that was probably a stupid example because I think everyone's going to say that was wrong. A better example might be like two kids who get into a fight. And then you have the option where, like, there are, like, certain parents be like, yeah, did you give it to them good? Like, did you really did right, you knock yeah, them out? Right. Or, and there's going to be some parents be like, that's not okay. Like, that's it's not yeah, okay so, to Yeah, so, I mean, so I guess the question is, is how do you change the culture then? Yeah. As, especially when it's relating to something that could ultimately lead to something like we've seen very much lately with, with gun violence and mass shootings. And, and how do you, what do you do? Like, is it is it strictly a problem with this sort of, what we've now defined as toxic masculinity or is it a mental health issue or is it a combination of, of, of these things? I like, think it's a lot more complicated than just either toxic masculinity or masculinity. Like, like what, what Nick was saying is that there's so many things that have gone into so many different shootings. Like we can look at Columbine. Okay. What this was, was this is an outcry from two kids who got maliciously picked on maliciously right, yeah. beaten Big up time. so was the toxic masculinity on the part of the kids who beat the shit out that's of these a good, kids that's a damn good or was point, the toxic actually. masculinity yeah. on the kids who acted out and said fine because we don't live that's anymore, a good point and you won't because i would say that the the klebold and harris were not being masculine were they they were probably picked on for for not being masculine enough so toxic masculinity know? caused i i feel because i'm there's so many things going but i feel the toxic masculinity caused that but it wasn't the shooters and then, you know, like I even look at... Well, it could be going both ways, too. Like, they could be... I'm not going to, like... I don't know for sure, but, like, you know, that's the final straw where they're saying, you've been dominating us so long, now we're going to... We're going to flip... We're going to go We're gonna go the only way that we know that we, we can. So I think it's probably toxic mas- masculinity going both ways. Mm-hmm. In that blog, I, I reference Devin Kelly. Uh, he was... Last year, or in 2017, he was re- responsible for the largest mass shooting in Texas history. He was a Air Force guy. He received a bad conduct discharge from the Air Force for assaulting his then-wife and stepson. He later pled guilty to animal cruelty charge for punching a dog. And, I mean, these are these are kind of like... The reason I bring that up is when I talk about the guy that I wrote about in this blog that I'm associated with, this guy, he displays so many of these traits that we're talking about and so many of these traits like where he feels like he needs to dominate something smaller or beneath him to give himself some sort of false sense of superiority. And the, the Devin Kelly, the, the guy in Texas, obviously he tried to do that as well by assaulting his, his wife and stepson, hurting animals, this sort of thing. This guy that I know that I wrote about, I mean, when I, I was with him for a week on a trip, and like any opportunity he could get, and that's what I wrote about in this entire blog was, oh man, like look at those those birds that are being flushed out of the trees. I wish I had my gun right now so I could shoot them all. Or there was like a herd of uh, antelope in the area, and he's like, they're you know the locals were talking about how it's the it's a they're a nuisance. He's like, well, give me a fucking gun, I'll take care of it. And uh, like, I mean, just or there was a frog hopping across the road, and he wanted to hit it with the car. Like, I mean. It's stuff like that, I guess, where that sort of attitude, I think, leads to some sort of, uh, ultimately, ultimately, it leads to the very, very destructive, I mean, worst case scenario is dominating a group of people at a club or a bar like we saw in California last mm-hmm. month. Yeah. And, um, and I guess that's always been my problem with never understanding in hunting culture people who who take pictures with their trophies like 
I, I am not going to say that I'm against hunting. I think that there's certainly eth- good ethics to that, but I never see, I've never understood the purpose of the merit behind taking pictures next to a dead animal other than it being some sort of way to uh, masculate yourself somehow. And um, you're never going to convince me that, that that isn't exactly what, what is going on is, is trying to make yourself feel big by, by dominating something that you, you killed. Um, Do you think that people I, would make the argument that that is like, you know, maybe you're right, but maybe they're appropriately channeling it. I think that it's, um, it's something that I've said for a long time. I think that when children derive pleasure from hurting and torturing small animals, like we throw big red flags up for antisocial or soci- right. you know um, sociopathic behavior, but when a man does it, or a grown man, it's manly and sporting. I don't know. I, I'm going to totally destroy that point. Every person that I actually hang out with these days who's a hunter, right, who actually is actively hunting, except for two, but people from color are girls, are women. Okay. But like that doesn't and matter. They right. still, yeah. they, they still put, so I'm, I'm saying is I don't think it's toxic masculinity. I think there's some, there might be like, like something like this is, this is my accomplishment. This is what I got with my license kind of thing. Because, um, my friend Diane, um, uh, my friend Chelsea, and then, uh, who's that? She's kind of weird. I mean, she's not like weird, weird, just a unique person. Um, I can't remember her name. It's like, but I'm just saying it's on their Facebook. Like they, they put pictures like when they went antelope hunting, they put pictures of them like, and they were just like, you know, got my buck. Right. But knowing this guy, the way that I know him. And oh, he looking, does it probably for that reason. Looking at his <laughs> Facebook page and I see him like hovering over these animals, taking selfies next to carcasses. Like I know that knowing him, that's why he's doing it. And I think that, that that's what it is for a lot of people. Like I don't see the purpose behind it. I don't understand like, yeah, you ethically kill an animal and use that meat and that's i see that as more ethical than factory farming frankly but i i beyond that i don't understand like where what kind of gratification you're getting off of off of like you know photographing yourself look how good i did or hey yeah i got my buck okay like that i'm not it's morbid though so here's, here's my question why do people take pictures when they win a trophy why do they take pictures with the trophy it's it's kind of look how good I did. That's an inanimate object. Hunting though, is like, not easy. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna kill that like that so you don't, stigma right now. Hunting is not I easy. didn't say it was, but like I think it's totally morbid to like have a fucking head hanging on your wall. Like that's that's like a really I don't know. I it's it's I mean, I come from a hunting town. Like people literally would their families would take their kids out of school during hunting season mm-hmm. so they could hunt. And I never hunted. It's not anything I could really ever get into. Uh, I'm not super opposed to it, though. I don't like seeing the pictures of it. I think it's gross, and I I do think it's a little bit like over-the-top masculine-type behavior. However, I can't say that every person who does that is doing so for the purpose of like trying to show their, that they've been dominant. Some people... The people who I know who went hunting, like they weren't really like that. Yeah, I guess the I way mean, that I see it not is... Only, not only that really quick, but me growing up... Um, my, my father took my brother and I hunting with, with his friends and a lot of the things, for example, the whole thing about fighting I told you about, mm-hmm. I learned that in elk camp in a tent at 12,000 feet in elevation, you know, like it was bond. It was, it was, it was, yeah. a, it was a goal. It was, is I always thought of it as, and my, and my father always explained to me like this, like we're here to achieve a goal, but 
it's the hunt itself. It's the act yeah, of, of doing it that I'm matters. Not... And, and all I'm saying is that like, if you achieve that goal, it's for example, what about the guy, the people, uh, the people? Because I mean, we've established that women and men take the, the trophy picture, right? That take a picture of their sports car. Like, is that a oh hey look what I drive? So kind of this thing, is or this is, is what the difference what is. This is what the difference is. I'm in. Like I said, I'm not opposed to hunting in general, but the way that I view it is, it should be a necessary burden. Like yeah. you're going out, you. It's it's almost burdensome that you have to take a life of something else, but you're doing it in the name of something good. You're doing it because this animal is probably going to die a, a worse death and, rather than just you putting its lights out. Um, you're, there's a mutual respect by going out and hunting this animal, getting in touch with nature and doing that. But you should never, there should never be p- uh, pleasure derived in taking the life of something else. I agree. Um, and I think that when I see these photos of somebody hovering over a corpse and they're all they're smiling, smiling and everything yeah. like to me that that sends the signal of like i really enjoyed fucking killing this thing but, that's but what like if it's a, that's a value orientation towards yeah. wildlife like that's a that's like a there's everyone has different values towards towards wildlife and like those people that you're talking about have like a value dominant orientation towards wildlife what does that mean though a value dominated orientation was? most likely they believe that animals are on this earth for them they 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 that's probably to yeah to eat or to quite frankly do whatever like they want like they value like humans are up here animals are down here animals are here to for our use and however we choose to use them is how we choose to sure. use them so See, like if but I if don't you, like that value if you, you if you choose to use your dog as a punching bag though like you should that's that still doesn't make it right I completely you know? agree like I I don't like that that position whatsoever but I think. That, You're just saying that's where they're coming from, or that is a value orientation towards wildlife. Some people hold that value orientation. Okay. Yeah. You know, when I got my first antelope down, um, I actually on my keys, I actually have the shell from that. It's like the wow, I didn't lose my keys for a very long time. Anyway, um, when I've got my first antelope down, my my father took out his his buck knife and he started gutting it. And I was extremely disgusted. Like, and he knew my, my father, I mean, this guy, this guy knows he can, he can gut an animal, not get a drop of blood on him. Like he's extre- It's almost like, I don't want to say artwork cause that sounds morbid, but it's a skill, like extremely skilled at this. And I was kind of like, I told him, I was like, that's gross. I was like, that, that's gross. And he kind of looked at me and he looked down at the animal and he looked up at me and he said, yeah, it is. It's extremely gross. But you should know when you eat meat, you should know where it's coming from. And you should respect where yeah. it's coming from. And I'm not arguing. And with now you know that. that whenever you eat that hamburger at Wendy's, mm-hmm. whenever you eat whenever you eat meat, this is where it's coming yeah. from. And you should respect that. And and it's funny because a lot of You're his, making a case for hunting though, and I'm not arguing. No, 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 no. Against I'm just hunting. saying I'm saying is that what if these people are taking those those pictures out of res- like for example with the car respect for the car right no way i don't believe i don't buy that for one <laughs> but they're taking bit. out of respect for the animal i don't think so i no? don't think so no. i don't know i never did the if you i never <laughs> did the picture thing if you were like a murderer and you killed someone would you take a picture of the dead body out of respect for the dead body <laughs> oh, uh, but you said no murderer way. that's you're still murdering when you kill an animal though no What's okay? So See, tell this me. This is the value that I, this is like the so value then, orientation. So I mean, we can talk about the value orientation. I supremely do do not agree that 
the animal has the same rights as a human. Absolutely not. Well, we're not. Well, that's not. Yeah, there's a difference. There's a gap there. I don't believe that they necessarily. Have the same I'm, rights. But I think yeah. that the the only comparison really that you could that could be made is the the pleasure that's derived from that act. I don't know. I I don't know if that's what you were. No, the, I'm just talking the comparison about like, you're making or. I guess no, I not not quite. I guess I was just saying like with the value orientations, there are that is a value towards wildlife that we like some people believe that humans are just higher up than animals. Lots of people food chain? No, just in life. Like oh, they okay. can the do, hierarchy, yeah. Yeah, the hierarchy of life. Like they and animals are there for people. Like we have the option to dominate over them, and that's fine because they are here for people. Some people hold that value, so mm, oh, that's I what see what I you're mean. saying. I see so what like you're saying. Okay. when like when you're saying that, yeah, like it's. I'm not even saying it's a bad thing. It's not necessarily what I completely. I see. Agree what with, I like, totally misinterpreted what you were saying. Yeah. Okay. But okay. like, yeah, that's just like a value that some people hold towards wildlife. Like I, I did. The only reason I'm talking know about this is because I had to do all this research with with. Um, for a grant that I'm on and I had to read a lot about wildlife value orientations and mm-hmm. like there's social science research that cl- that has cl- found that we can classify groups of people into wildlife value orientations and that these orientations are actually shifting in culture right now mm. towards less of like a dominant I towards more of more like of a, a mutual mu- mo- that's okay. exactly what it's called it's like mutualism so, so yeah. whereas like for example like uh, my father his family they believe that you know when you hunt you're hunting for the meat Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, like, my father's taxidermy stuff, but that's because it's, like, this animal is really beautiful. Like, it's it's been killed. We should use all the parts. Oh, and if it's pretty, if it's picturesque... I'm taxidermy you. If it's picturesque, <laughs> then we should well, we should display it, right? Sure. Like, part of it. Um, but they they view it that, you know, yes, we have meat. Yes, this... It, it's... For like, for, okay, like, like, let me tell you a story. Like, for example, and I think I know what you're talking about now... We went up hunting one year, or uh, elk hunting, and we took someone that one of my father's friends knew, and they were from like, I want to say like California, some some East Coast, like Washington, I think it was Washington, and we went up there, and we'd hunted that night, and I didn't get anything because I'm a horrible hunter, and my father didn't get anything, but he was tracking because my father is a freaking ranger, and this guy comes in. And he's like, because we heard shots. And so when you hear shots, everyone just goes back to camp because we're going to probably have to backpack an animal, right? And this guy comes in and he was the last person to come back to camp. And every time someone came in, my, my father was just like, did you get one? Like, did, did you get one? Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, no, no, no. And this guy comes in. He's like, did you get one? And the guy's like, well, I think I wounded it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fucked I up. have never seen... Yeah, rage in my yeah. father's eyes and he, and but it was like a controlled rage and he just said you didn't track it like, and why are you here yeah he's like well it ran off and he looked at his buddy jeff who'd been hunting with him for years and years like they were like when they were our age they met and like they were you know and he just looked at me and said and it, i'm talking this is 11 o'clock like it's getting late and up there this late like it wasn't 11 o'clock it was dark i mean it was blackout so it's probably like 7 seven thirty, right and he looks at me and goes and jeff's already going over to his gun he goes let's go jeff and my father hunted that animal for six and a half hours 
he literally hiked two and a half miles in the mountains to put this animal down. And when he got back, he told the guy, you leave tomorrow. Because see, there's, there is a certain respect. And that's why I said maybe they're taking out respect to animal. Because I don't know. Because I don't like take animal trophy pictures or whatever. But there's a certain respect for that life. Now, don't get me wrong. My, my father and his, his friend Jeff totally believe that you know, we're higher up on the food chain. And that animals are here as a purpose for us as well. Like not that's their purpose. But they serve a purpose. But the amount of like respect for a random animal, like how many people do you know? Like just think yeah. about it. how many guys do you know where if they're like, oh, you're going to have to track for six and a half hours in the middle of October on top of a mountain to I, go put Yeah, and I think down. that's great. And I, I agree with that. But I like, think you're right that there's a lot of men, men, that would have just been like, oh, well, uh, it got away. You know what I'm saying? Well, but and there's a lot, of, a, a lot of, I guess it's that same type of guy that, so my, uh, my former brother-in-law, He's a really accomplished hunting guide all in Colorado, New Zealand, Alaska, wow. like all over. He's, he's, he's very accomplished. And uh, a lot of times, you know, he's made a lot of his money guiding very, very, very rich people who've never gotten their fucking hands dirty in their lives. And basically, he'll just take them to an animal, damn near like aim their gun for them, right. for the, this person to shoot. And then they're like taking a picture next to next to whatever they shot. Fish right. in a barrel hunting. And that, that is to me is, I guess, what I'm talking about is... Almost as bad as car hunting. Uh, it, it, the, there, there are outliers. Yes. But still, like when I see these pictures, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I need to give some people more credit, but I feel like that's what I see automatically is like, I don't know. I just it doesn't it doesn't uh, connect with me. It doesn't. I I understand the pleasure derived in the hunt and tracking that that animal and everything. But is it masculinity though that brings that pleasure? Is that a masculine I, thing? What I see it. I think it is. What I, I think it comes back to is. So are women being masculine? Who, yeah. Masculine who hunt. Personally, what I think it's, it is it's a masculine is masculine type behavior. But then what about equality? Right? I think that it, I think that <laughs> it, I associate well, it with women can be ma- Sorry. No, I go can, ahead, man. I, I was just saying like women can be masculine. If women can be masculine, then by def- then by the definition of toxic masculinity, women hypothetically, can be tos- toxically masculine. Depending on what the behavior they're exuberating, I'd say obviously men are like ninety nine point nine times more likely to be the ones who are being toxically masculine. But I'm saying like. If women can demonstrate masculine behavior, which they can, then... So then why do we call it masculine behavior then? Why wouldn't it not just be... Because Because it's it's predominantly male... Yeah. Male demonstrated... That's that's just a, that's just my thought. That's not like no, a, no no no. I'm, the, I'm just just that's that's interesting. But I guess as far like when, what did you ask before? Like, is it do we associate it with masculinity or that uh, behavior? Yeah, the well, photos. I associate it. I like I was saying before. Like I associate it as this is a guy that as a child he would like to have fucking you know drowned kitty cats and shit. and and now he's grown up and it's acceptable for him to now instead kill a kill a, a different kind of animal and it's socially acceptable for him to take pleasure from that yeah and, and that's it, what i see it as i see as him is it him or her exerting dominance and that's exactly what we said toxic yeah, masculinity no, was yeah. was doing it in a way that affects society yeah <laughs> and, and effect and, and, and doing it in a way that you're proving dominance which I think so. Yeah, I would say that in in some respects, for some people, definitely not for everyone. I'm annoying. I'm a social scientist, so like, 
there's a million different there's there's you lots of different it. that's fine no there's lots of different reasons yeah. for people to to act in like a in, in behave in a certain way so i i don't like saying a equals b because a doesn't equal b a b c d e f g equals b with a like, two and a three and a four and possibly taking the square root of it and yeah, then the derivative like, might like, equal b. there are a lot of factors that go into behavior but I would agree with you, Chance, that like I'm guessing one of these factors for a lot of people, and it probably varies, is like toxic masculinity and wanting to show dominance. Yeah, and I think I find it really gross too. No, I agree. I but mean, I people think people who do that, like I was saying with that guy, that guy would have been a, when it would would have been the picture guy you're talking about. Like my dad will take a picture of something, but it's just sent to his brother saying, "You know, I got mine." Right? Yeah. He's never he doesn't yeah. display them or anything. He's like he'll take a picture and he'll send it to his dad or something and say, Hey dad, you know, I got my elk kind so, of. So and this is kind of the point of the podcast is we're trying to throw all of our, our viewpoints out there and we all have a different and often opposing viewpoints and we can kind of see where that Venn diagram meets in the middle somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that we accomplished that we, in we this did. sense. Yeah. Especially with with toxic masculinity, like you, I, I feel like all of us have a different perspective of what is a yeah. good man. Maybe, you know what I mean? I, I, I just think we all have maybe even a little bit different perspective of what is toxic masculinity and what it can even be. And like, I might be wrong. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe women completely do fall outside the scope of toxic masculinity. I, I was know. just I was asking you. I just was thinking in my head. I was like, well, if women can can show masculine type behaviors, behaviors that society has labeled for good or bad as masculine type behaviors, then in a, then I guess it's kind of inevitable that they could also have toxic. Masculinity. Yeah, and I, it's probably something you don't see a lot. But I don't know, but you know, and but that's maybe. the thing though is, is is what I was saying is that like we all have kind of a perspective of what is good masculinity, and I feel that that's the Venn diagram where it there there is similarities there. You know, respect for animals, right? Even, even like my father, the hunting killing machine, which he's never said that. It's just, you know, the ranger, right? Yeah. He kills animals. He takes a picture to send it to his thing, but he has that respect for life. Do you see what I'm saying? But there's also those cases where the person's just like, oh, hey, I got this thing that I shot on the farm, right? And my, my father always made fun of people who hunted like that. Like what your brother-in-law, how he, and, and what it is, is it's, it's, it's a farm. Yeah, and they're yeah, gonna butcher the hunting. animal, and right. they're like, "But you know, if you want to go shoot your own, you can." Mm-hmm. But to take a picture and be like, "I accomplished something," yeah, your car's also freaking three meters to the left of you. You know what I mean? Like, you didn't really, right. you didn't really accomplish anything. Congratulations, you fired a gun at an animal that's fenced in. You've you, you've shot fish in a barrel, and I, I think we all agree, like that's not really masculine. That's not really an accomplishment. That's just kind of douchey. Like, right? Can I mean? Uh-huh. So, so what I'm saying is that I think that there's a lot of positivity. Like, there's a lot of there's more positive things that can come through what we view in common is good masculine traits than the negative that comes out of masculine, to, uh, toxic masculinity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You guys got anything else or is that a good place to end it? Um, put a dent in your truck. If you drive a truck, just take a bat to it. That way, you know, you can have some road respect. So yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's not so pristine. So you yeah, got a little bit. You of have rhino lining for a reason. It's okay. If someone's moving a couch and it scrapes the bed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for joining me tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, just one last time to remind you where you can find us. The website is punk-journalism.com, facebook.com slash punk-journalism, twitter.com slash punk-journalism, or instagram.com slash punk-journalism. All right. We'll see you next time.
shit. I need, yeah. you need some better. <clears throat> that's fine. You need some better smelling soap besides that generic bullshit. What? Oh yeah. You'll be single your whole life, man. Man, if that's if that's what's keeping me single all this time, bring me the pumpkin spice. <laughs> Somebody told me that it's my bed sheets because they're blue, and that's what? not good for romance, or it's like. Cool colors are not good for. Yeah, that's true. Is that is that serious? Yeah. For lovemaking. For for like my romantic. I don't know. Or, I, 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 don't know. I had this girl. I, I had this girl over um, that I was sleeping with, <clears throat> and we were kind of dating. Um, Just like cuddling, sleeping, or no, like you weren't actually sleeping. Like the mommy and daddy dance, um, <laughs> and we'd known each other for a while, but she'd never been over to the house, right? And we hooked up at a convention. And then she came over, and you know how like, I have my red sheets? Like, I, have my red I don't know that you have red sheets. I have, I have, well, I mean, I use them to cover everything. Oh, yeah, like, my computer. Ones, those are my favorite. Yeah, right? Anyway, I have red and black sheets because they're my favorite colors, right? And so... It's adorable. It is adorable. It's, it's I got, like, spoken to the microphone when I <laughs> Like, it works. It's, it's <laughs> don't never buy satin sheets because they pill. So the thing with satin is that it stains easy, like, with anything. Okay. <laughs> really? Okay. Really. So no, you not that. But I'm just saying. Or... I'm just saying with anything like like when a cat gets up there if that has dirt or anything, it stains. So I was super paranoid because I used to hate animals. But we had like when Dennis lived with us, we had because three got... three dogs and four cats in the house, and they would always get on my bed, and so I'd always be washing my sheets, and they just pilled, and then they are itchy as fuck. Yeah. So I just so finally I was just like, you know, I could pay so for Eli, satin. Eli goes through satin sheets oh, like oh. most people go through tubes of toothpaste. Pretty much. <laughs> or socks. Eighteen really gets that throat hit in. It's cheaper. You gotta sip on it like a fine soda, dude. Fine <laughs> <laughs> soda? <laughs> no, I'm good. It is really good. It is good. Um, the three is really good, but you burn the three so fast. Mm. You gotta mix it, and then you get your nicotine, and then you put it down after like... It's like he's gonna like literally probably have a migraine now. <laughs> my, my chest feels really tight. Yeah, because your lungs are really like, WHAT?! You better take more then. Yeah. <laughs> Are we doing any conventions this year, bro? Of course. 